everybody and welcome back to episode four of the She Thrives podcast. I am so excited to be back here on the podcast with all of y'all and I hope you had a wonderfully amazing week. I know that I sure did and I hope that you guys are ready to hear some practical advice, some godly advice, put our minds in a thriving mentality. So before we get into the stuff from this week, as you guys can guess already if you've listened to the past episodes. We're going to briefly recap the challenge from last week and talk about that before we get into everything from this week. So the challenge from last week was to sit down and map out one area of your life and map out how the Lord has worked through that over the years. So in the podcast episode three, I talked a lot about my testimony. I shared about fear and loneliness and insecurity and just putting my identity in things that were not of Christ. And this past week, I was kind of praying over, okay, Lord, like, what should I, what should I, what do I need to be reminded of? What should I write down? What area of my life should I jot down on paper and just go through the ways that you have shown yourself? And I've done fear. I've talked about that. I've overcome fear. And I know that the Lord has worked in that area of my life. And something that's really been hitting me recently, and I don't mean this in a prideful way, but is confidence. And it's, again, what I mean by not in a prideful way is that I'm don't have this confidence in myself. I don't have a confidence in the things that I can do, my accomplishments and my successes, but rather just this sense of contentment with and thankfulness with the gifts that the Lord has given me, how he's instructed me to use them, and overall just the way that the Lord has redeemed me. So when I was mapping this list out, I broke this up into different categories based on kind of the time period of my life. So it started off in elementary school and I just talked about how I would say I was pretty confident in elementary school. I didn't really care what people thought of me or if people had different opinions, things like that. And around that time I was very confident in myself because I didn't know (laughs) anything else. I didn't know any better. And then once I got into middle school, and I think this is a pretty blanket statement for everybody, things just started to change. So I started realizing like, oh my goodness, people have different beliefs than I do, especially being a Christian in a public school and people live their lives differently and people have a lot to say about the way that I live my life. So I started just, you know, started dipping my foot in like, the, oh, I feel a little lonely or, oh, like I'm not fitting in as much as I want to, that kind of stuff. And that continued to develop, especially having moved in middle school, that moving just throws everything for a loop. And then in high school, I had been in the city for a while and I started feeling comfortable, but really it was until my junior year that I had this low self-esteem. I would constantly compare myself to the people around me, especially being in athletics. If there's a really great freshman that comes up and you're a junior, you're like, oh girl, you're really good. But, you know, you start comparing, okay, where was I my freshman year compared to where she is right now? Like, and you just compare yourself in that way. And I did that for such a long time and really even into my junior year and some into my senior year, but we'll get into that, I did struggle with this low self-esteem. And then when I moved, which I'll talk about that whole move because I moved the summer before my senior year, as many of you guys probably know, but I'll, and I'll talk about that in a different podcast because it was a huge part of my life. And I think that's one thing that I've learned the most from, but before that move, I was praying so much that the Lord would just have mercy on me. I said, Lord, please have mercy on me as I'm moving. Please have mercy on me in my confidence. Please help me not to compare myself. Just have mercy on me was the anthem of my heart before that move. And the Lord came through so much in that. I remember the last week before moving, 
I was just swept with this overwhelming sense of confidence. Again, and again, it's not a confidence in my abilities or a confidence in my skill sets, but rather a confidence and just a contentment with who God has made me to be. And I think that was really beautiful. And that same confidence has kind of drifted into the rest of my senior year, which has been so great. And granted, there are times when I still compare myself, or there are times when I don't feel as great about myself, but it's weird because there's like this underlining sense of acceptance with myself. And I think that's really beautiful. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this challenge because it really showed me not only has the Lord worked in my life, but I bet he's working in my life right now too. Because the fact that throughout those 17, almost 18 years of my life, I didn't see him working in my confidence levels. But now when I take the time to sit down and reflect on that, I can definitely, definitely see it. So for this week, I wanted to talk about one of the most impactful things that the Lord has done in my life, as well as something that I'm super duper passionate about. And as you guys know, by the title of this episode, it's how to build a really strong friend group. And I just want you guys to know that these are tips and things that have worked for me in my life and probably my biggest joy in life, like worldly joy is my friends and is just my really strong friend group that I had back where I used to live. Like those people are my people and they will always be my people. And I want you guys to have that because it's so crucial. And especially as Christians, it's so, so crucial to have that. So getting into this, I have to attribute the drive and the urgency for friend group, if not to God, because in the first place it is God. I definitely believe that the Lord has put this passion in my heart and has shown me and given me so much wisdom about friends and how to choose them and how to mold your group and reach a goal. But I really think that the first person that kind of put that into practice in front of me was my sister. She's amazing. She's great. She's probably listening to this podcast. So, hey, sister, I love you. (laughs) But so where we used to live, my sister, she also moved her senior year and she got plugged in so quickly and she was just thrown into this group called Launch Team. If you're on Launch Team, if you know, you know. But so she was thrown into this group called Launch Team and she was able to form this group of really like-minded, very strong Christian people. And being a little sister and being in a new place, I really clung to my older sister at that time and just her strong friend group and seeing the things that they did on a daily basis, seeing and hearing the conversations that they had, the things that they posted, the ways that they had fun together and seeing that through the lens of being a Christian group of friends was so cool to me. And I have to admit, my like seventh, eighth, ninth grade years, I was really lonely and I had a few friends here and there, obviously, but it wasn't as it wasn't what I was needing it wasn't as deep as I was needing and it wasn't I just felt alone and I had so many conversations with my sister about how I felt more connected and closer to her friend group of seniors at the time than I did to my group of seventh graders and that was really hard for me and I just want to talk and speak to the girl right now that feels that way like you can't really relate to the people in your grade and I just want to tell you that that is okay and People will get to the point where you are. People will seek those deep relationships eventually and those deep conversations eventually. And at this point, if you don't have any friends, 
God's your friend. And I know that's cliche and I know you hear that all the time, but I'm not kidding. When you feel lonely and when you feel disappointed, when you feel rejected and when you feel kind of outcast, you have to go to the Lord because he really is a friend. It says that in the scriptures and he really is the one who's going to give you that comfort. And he's the only he's the only person that you can have expectations for. You can't set expectations for your peers. You cannot set expectations even for close friends because humans fail, but God is not human and therefore he's not failing. So I would just encourage that girl, if you're listening, that I know this is hard, but you just have to cling to the Lord during this time and be ready for great friendships because they will come eventually. I prayed for years for a great friendship and (laughs) I'm going to start crying about it now, but when the Lord answers that prayer, it's such a beautiful thing. And the Lord answered my prayer for a friend more than I ever even imagined. I was hoping for one friend and I got like 10 amazing friends, but okay. Anyways, (laughs) so I just wanted to give you guys some background. Kudos to my sister for building such a strong friend group because I don't know if I would have been able to do it without her kind of paving the way for me. So I have a few tips on how to build strong friendships, things that have worked out for me And I want to share those and then give a little background of my friend group just so you guys understand our dynamics because I think that, again, the Lord's hand was in this and he totally blessed the situation. So I have a few tips for you guys on how to build strong friend groups. And I just want to encourage you, if you don't have friends, these are the types of things that you can start doing now. But if you have friends and you have a strong friend group, I highly suggest that you kind of instill these tips and tricks slowly but surely And I think that you guys really will start seeing changes in your friend groups. So my number one tip is to be intentional about doing things together, both fun and serious things. And this is something that I struggled with sometimes because I almost was hesitant to do really fun things with my friends, which sounds weird. But when I get my head wrapped around a mission, I focus on that mission. So if my mission is all right, we are going to do Bible studies at lunch every single day. We did them every single day, and if people got off onto different conversations, sometimes I was not good at handling that. So I would just highly suggest that you, even if you have a mission, even if you have a goal, even if you guys are doing schoolwork together, allow fun times to happen. And this is common knowledge, but you can't become close friends with somebody if you don't hang out with them. And you need to hang out with them in different settings. You need to hang out with them at school, at church. Occasionally, you guys might have to like go out and do something fun. Like these are your friends. You enjoy hanging out with them and really make that a priority in your life. And again, you're in people are in different seasons of life and there might be busy seasons and sports seasons and all things like that. And you have to give your friends time for that. But I just really want to encourage you guys to spend quality time with your friends, have deep conversations, ask the deep questions, but also like watch funny videos, hang out, like eat junk food, like Just build memories with each other. And for the one who doesn't really have friends right now, find somebody. Find somebody who you guys share a few of the same interests and just hang out. And you guys don't need to become besties for the rest of your life after hanging out for one time. But building memories is what keeps a friendship together when it gets really hard. So my second kind of tip for you guys, little tidbit of information this one is huge and that is to not be afraid to ask the really hard questions 
and you guys need to get to the place that you're comfortable with asking these questions and you guys need to challenge each other and go through challenges together. And I know that this one might be hard, especially if you have a friend group of people that aren't all Christians, which is totally fine. But I think that one of the most impactful things in the development of my really strong friend group was that we knew each other and we had the common goal of holding each other accountable. And again, I had a really strong group of Christian friends. so This may look different if your circle has a little bit more variety, but still it's important and it's important to talk about things that are important to everybody in the group. So don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. And one of my very best friends, we've gone through a lot of challenges together through Bible studies and our youth pastor and small group leaders just challenging us specifically and that has really helped us get to the place where we know each other and we know our weaknesses so sometimes at school if we were given a challenge and I knew what my friend struggled with or she knew what I struggled with we would be able to like look at each other and be like okay girl I know that this is hard for you but you got this like this is for the gospel this is for the Lord and I think that was super cool and just a quick little anecdote for you guys so one of the coolest things that my youth pastor ever did And if you guys have been around me for a long time, you may have heard this story because it's like my claim to fame. It's not actually a claim to fame. That makes no sense. But it's a pretty popular story in my little repertoire of stories. But anyways, so my friend and I were like, okay, we're talking to a youth pastor. We're like, all right, we want to share the gospel with somebody every single day, which is a pretty lofty challenge. And we asked our youth pastor to text us randomly during the day like get up go share the gospel right now and we had to do it no excuses no nothing and we did this for a while and some days it was super easy like some days I was waiting for that text and I was like yes let's go and other days I was like oh crap can I like act like I didn't read it but the thing is we were in a group chat together and she was with me for every single class so she knew I saw it when I saw it so we'd be like all right like it's your turn like get up and go and that was such a challenging time for us because especially at school, it's so easy to sit in your friend group and talk to your people about what your people talk about. But it's because honestly, sometimes it required us getting up from the table and moving to a different table to talk about Jesus with somebody. And one, it's nerve wracking to start up a conversation about Jesus with anybody. And two, it's especially not easy when you're not ready for it. But that was a challenge that we both went through. And I think that we both grew from that. And I feel like without that situation, without that challenge, we wouldn't be able to be where we are today. And especially as a group, because our whole group became very intentional about spreading the gospel at school and interweaving the gospel into our lives. And I think that that has gotten us to the place where now I feel completely comfortable texting any of my friends and saying, all right, how are you doing in your struggle areas? How are you doing in stress? How are you doing in trusting people? How are you doing in lying, gossiping? lust like how are you doing in these areas of your life and sometimes I hate receiving those texts from people those like accountability partner questions because it's painful or if I know I've been doing poorly this week I don't want to share that but just understanding that I'm not going to lie to my friends and I know that they're not going to lie to me about it and I need that accountability in my life so don't be afraid to ask the hard questions it may be awkward at first but if you guys can get on the same page with some things it's really going to help So going into my third tip for how to build strong friendships, and this one I feel like is very cliche, but it's very true, and I feel like so many friend groups neglect this, 
and it's to pray for each other. Like it's as simple as that. Three words. Pray for them. Pray for them. And this sounds weird, but you need to pray for them so, so much. Like I'm talking every single day and not just when there's something going on in their lives, when they have surgery or a big test coming up, but just pray for them, pray for their hearts and their minds. And this is probably the one that I would hit the hardest if you are somebody who is already in a friend group and are wanting to kind of raise it to the next level spiritually. That's what I'm talking about. So if you are in a group of people that are kind of surfacey, if you are in a friend group that you have a goal for the friend group, you know, I know that in my life I've had that happen where I really want to just encourage or I want us to all be eager to share the gospel, things like that. Prayer is huge and consistently praying for them. And making that kind of be a routine. So, like, you pray for one friend for this week, the next friend for the next week, or even, like, Mondays I pray for that person, Tuesdays I pray for that person. Just making that a priority not only helps them, like, you're praying for their heart, you're praying for their mind, you're praying for conviction, you're praying for encouragement, all of those things, but also helps your heart because praying for somebody helps you to care, helps you to question, helps you stay up to date with the things going on in their lives. And as friends, that's something that is like kind of required as a friend is to care about the other person. So highly suggest praying for your people on a daily or a weekly basis. That is huge. I have two more for you guys. The next one is kind of going off of that other one about just caring for your friends. And that's to ask more questions about their lives. And when I say that, ask more questions, like ask more questions on what? Ask more questions about their lives than how much you tell them about your life and I know this can be hard for the people that are talkers out there and I'm a talker and I apologize to my friends if I go on and on and on about my life but this is something and something that I even to this day need to grow in is just ask more questions about them if it's as simple as seeing somebody in the lunchroom every day and going hey how's your day going how's your week going especially seniors any updates about college? Those kinds of questions. Just ask people about their lives. And I know with my super close friends, like it's not as hard anymore to start up conversations. So I'll literally say, all right, life update. Like send me your life update. Like I want to know everything from what you had for breakfast this morning to like your hardest spiritual struggle right now. Like everything in between life update. And I wouldn't necessarily suggest walking up to somebody like a peer at school and asking them for a life update, but just ask questions about their lives. And if they tell you something like their crazy uncle or what their little brother did this morning, like ask about it, ask how their brother's doing, all of that kind of stuff. Just follow up with your friends and really invest in their lives. And I guarantee they'll ask about yours too. And even if they don't, that is okay because your mind and your heart in that moment is to show that you care for your friends and that you care for the things going on in their lives. And my last piece of advice on how to build really strong friendships is to celebrate their wins. And this sounds super easy now when you're listening to a podcast all by yourself or even with a friend. This sounds easy now, but in the moment, it's sometimes really hard. And just to give some background on this, I think that I once saw a quote, I don't remember where it was, but it was really good. And it said, if your circle doesn't celebrate when you win, then you need a new circle. And that was really convicting for me. One, because it's so true. Like when you have a success in life and when you do a really great job and your immediate circle of friends doesn't cheer you on or doesn't support you, then 
that's really detrimental. But at the same time, especially, oh my gosh, especially when you and a friend are doing the same thing or you guys are even competing against each other, which is a very hard spot to be in. Like no matter what, even if you wanted to win, even if you wanted to win, you thought you deserved to win and all of that, even if you don't win and your friend does, celebrate that because that friendship is worth way more than the win. That friendship is worth way more than dropping it over some petty competition. And this has happened so many times or even in small things. And it might even be the case where your friend doesn't even know that you guys are competing. This can be test grades. The detrimental question of, oh, what did you get on the test when you like failed and you don't want to share it? Like celebrate the win that your friend has when she gets 100 and you get a 50. Celebrate the win that your friend has when they score a much higher SAT score than you do. Celebrate the win even if their win means your loss. And I know this sounds easy now, but in the moment, it's so important because you want that. You want that. When you have great news to share, you can tell when people behind the facade that they put up are like, oh my gosh, I hate that she just won. And that's not what you want in a friend. And that's definitely not the friend that you want to be. So even though it's hard, just prepare now for those moments because it will happen. There will be times when she wins or he wins and you lose. And there will be times when you win and they lose. And just understanding that that is hard, and but understanding that the friendship is worth way more than getting angry and petty over something like that. So I hope that these tips help you guys or at least get you thinking of ways that you can be a better friend And even for the people that don't really have a strong friend group now, just start doing these things. And that kind of leads into the challenge for this week, which I know we normally do challenges after prayer, but I just want to talk about this before we pray because I want to pray over it. So the challenge for this week is to pick one person that you are either like a peer of, you're acquainted with, or one of your really close friends. If you do have a strong friend group, just modify this for your situation, but pick one person And this week, focus on those steps. So I'm going to repeat the steps at the end of the podcast, just in case you want to write them down or kind of get this layout, because my challenge for you is to every single day this week, so we're talking Monday through Friday, the five days of the week, like a regular school week, is to pick one person and focus on one step a day. So that means Monday. Monday, you are going to be intentional about doing things together, both fun and serious. Tuesday with that same person, you're going to ask the hard questions. Wednesday, you're going to pray for them. Thursday, you're going to ask more questions about their life than you share about your life. And Friday, you're going to celebrate their wins. And so I want you guys, for myself, I know I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make a list. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, these are the steps I'm doing. This is the person I'm focusing on this week. And then we're going to come back at the podcast next week. I'll share my experience with the challenge. You guys leave comments on Apple, Anchor, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening on. Leave comments about how this turned out for you. You can DM me on Instagram, at the Christian Prepster, on my blog, www.thechristianprepster.com. Really, I'm the Christian Prepster like any social media if I have that social media platform. So just check there. But I want to hear how this goes for you guys. So I'm going to pray us out before we close this week's podcast. So if you can pray with me, please do. But if you're doing some other stuff, just let me pray over you. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this week, and I just thank you for all the growth that you've done in our life and the growth that you're going to do. And I just pray for our friend groups. I pray for the friends that we have now that we can just be rooted and established in love. And I pray that we as women and we as listeners of the She Thrives podcast can just be intentional about the direction that our friend group is going and help us to desire to love and care even more deeply for our friends than we do now. And I pray for those listening right now that are seeking friends. Lord, I know how hard that is and you know how hard that was for me. And I just pray that you'll give them comfort in knowing that friends will come. And I just pray that you'll help them to be eager in the discipling of the people around them and in their relationship with you. And Lord, I pray again for the friend groups that we have and I thank you for them and I thank you in advance for the friends that we are going to have coming up and the people that we're going to work with and the people that we're going to do life with. I just thank you for your provisions and the way that you move in our lives and I just pray for a blessed week. Help us to bless the people in our lives, Lord, and help us to be better friends and to be better followers of you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So guys, thank you for listening to episode four of the She Thrives podcast. There will be another podcast next Saturday. If you haven't realized yet, there's going to be one every single Saturday. So get pumped. But I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.